Have you ever hit that sweet spot where everything's going right, doors open, and opportunities magically appear? That is what Golden Alignment is all about. Dr. Beth Golden loves to play in that golden space and teach others how to get there and stay there. Get ready to listen, share, and experience what Golden Alignment in life can look like for you. Now, here is the host of Golden Alignment, author, speaker, and coach, Dr. Beth Golden. Hello, and welcome to today's show of Golden Alignment. I am Dr. Beth Golden, and my guest today is Marlene Zelesnik. And as her business name states, Marlene Z. Um, Marlene is an energy healer, body-centered therapist, and worthiness coach with over 35 years of experience in the healing arts. She has extensive training in Hakomi therapy, um, trauma resolution, polarity therapy, and founded the first professional polarity therapy training in the upper Midwest. In addition to her credentials, she has now added to the list a woman healing from cancer. In August of 2016, Marlene received a dire diagnosis of stage 4 lung cancer. Her identity and her future dissolved in that moment. With death as her intimate companion, she embarked on a healing journey that opened her to a vast ocean of unconditional love. Love that is not based on what we do, who we think we are, or whether or not we think we are deserving. Love that just is. This is truth. Death, she discovered, can be a portal to unbridled aliveness. Now Marlene helps people seeking more joy, peace, and purpose in their lives loosen the grip of fear and reclaim their spirit and live in alignment from a foundation of love. Well, welcome, Marlene. How are you today? Oh, thank you, Beth, and thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here. I am doing quite well today. There is a smell of spring in the air, and that feels so (laughs) wonderful. So I'm enjoying that immensely. Oh, good. um, Marlene and I have known one another for several years. I'm blessed to have many wonderful and amazing friends. And so when we met, we're like soul sisters. Oh, let's go have coffee. And that was blah, blah. So from that point on. And so it was very challenging for me to read this without getting choked up. So I was taking lots of deep breaths. (laughs) Thank you, Beth. The, yes, the joy and you, is... you saw me at, and you saw me at uh, a lot of the dire places that oh, uh, yeah. that were emerging. So you've witnessed uh, the continuation of this journey and been very supportive of me in it. So thank you. Well, it's interesting because in the beginning. I have a medical background, so my dad's a doctor, my mom's a nurse, I'm a medical assistant, and when you first shared the diagnosis, you know, I get this rush of adrenaline and fear, and and in the very beginning, you always said, you know what, I'm going to be the one that's going to be healed and be able to share the beauty of this journey, and so we're a year and a half away from that diagnosis, and it's been an interesting dance as you say so can you just begin to share 
let's, you know, start at the beginning. How did you feel when this happened? Share your story with uh-huh. us. Okay, thank you. Yes, it was um, late August, early September of 2016, and I received this diagnosis, or as uh, someone advised me to call it, the doctor's opinion. Um, this <laughs> diagnosis had a very sort of solid sound to it, and um, as we know, what we believe usually manifests. So if one believes one is, you know, that there's very little hope, then there is very little hope. So um, so I was wrapping my mind about around it. I had actually clearly been sick for years and uh, had gone to the doctor many times saying I was short of breath and being told I was fine and going for back had, pain, being had, told it was, yeah, being told it was muscular and things like that. And um, and it was because of the back pain that we actually discovered it because finally I was given an x-ray and there was a fracture in my spine, which was in fact due to a tumor. Uh, it had metastasized to the bones and to my brain. And um, and in the process of seeing this and having this x-ray, they saw all these uh, odd things in my lungs. Like it looked, I saw it, it looked like snow on an out-of-focus TV screen. And initially, the pulmonologist said, well, I don't think that's cancer because if you had that much cancer in you, you would be so much sicker than you are. And uh, she did a procedure to take some tissue and as soon as I opened my eyes from it, they, you know, they uh, had put me under for it. She was standing there saying, you have cancer. And um, and so the next day when we got the call, my then sweetheart um, boyfriend feels odd to be 60 years old and say, I have a boyfriend <laughs> who is now my She's husband. now married, um, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, we got the call and we just basically held each other and cried. And um, later that day, he asked me to marry him. We did get married two and a half, three weeks later in a very, very simple, small ceremony. And it was beautiful. And at that moment, I was not expecting to see my first anniversary. And um, and there was just so much love and beauty and all that, but there was a lot of grief and there was a lot of letting go. I mean, I could even see, you know, what would it be for my husband, Scott, to be on our first anniversary taking out the piece of wedding cake all by himself. You know, it was heartbreaking. And the thought of dissolving, basically, and not having a physical body to experience things through sensory perceptions and enjoyment, like not to be able to taste something delicious again, not to be able to see the people I loved so dearly again, not to feel a warm ray of sun on my face again. You know, I was relating to a lot of that, and I was quiet. So there are many twists and turns, um, but one thing I will say is that there was a part of me that um, you know, many people will, if they get a diagnosis, go, okay, 
I'm going to fight this and I'm going to be the one to live. And that did not happen for me. There was no feeling of fight in me. It felt like the antithesis of love to me, and I just didn't have anything in me that wanted to fight. I did want to live, but I was also oddly accepting of death, and it seemed like for a while that's what was happening. Um, Over the course of the time, there were a few spontaneous healings with healers, I worked on the physical level with both Western medicine, alternative medicine, but I knew inside that the real healing came from a place that was spiritual, a place that was beyond what we could see in the physical realm here, so to speak, the place that is the precursor to physical form. And our bodies are changing all the time. I read stories of radical remissions when people were sent home to die. I related to those. And it was a quite a dance and took a lot of awareness to also just not get attached to that because there were just lots of ups and downs. And there's a lot of evocation of hope and fear, and hope, and fear. And um, I found many resources. You can be totally overwhelmed with the amount of resources there are and how to research them. But I used my intuition uh, to guide me. And that did serve me well. And I um, found the right physician to work with as if I had stayed with my original insurance company and physician, I am fairly certain I wouldn't be here speaking with you today. And so I used that kind of Western expertise, and I knew that what he was offering me would help me come back enough that I could do other layers of healing. And the other thing that um, I'll I'm going to interrupt you. Let me interrupt a second. When Marlene had this diagnosis and she said, you know, I'm going to be the one that's basically going to heal through love, it's like I was didn't want to be around you because of my own skepticism, and I didn't want that energy to enter in. And when she got married, oh, she was... Yeah, she was on oxygen, um, feeling very, very weak. And then with this switch, they f- I want you to tell them about the cell and the medication that you're on and how that oh, truly sure. is a switch in life for you. Yes. Um, with our insurance, we were part of an HMO um, at the time that I was diagnosed. And... Um, what I found was that system was good for keeping certain things coordinated, but if you really had, in my opinion, something deeply wrong with you, um, you really wanted some expertise. And um, the name of a doctor came to me through several different sources. And each time there was like a little lift in me, like a little like, ah, Bingo, bingo. And that was like a message to me. 
So we made arrangements for me to have a consultation with him. It turns out he is world-renowned and one of the best in the world, and he's kind of in my backyard. And uh, and that was not easy either because even though we would have to pay for it out of pocket, I still uh, the coordination between the two entities um, was bureaucratic and basically difficult. So it, it's interesting the amount of work one has to do when one is so sick to actually facilitate one's care, but. That is the situation I found myself in, and when I went to him, um, he had a different hunch about the um, some of the aspects of the cancer that was in me than what was shown through um, the prior biopsy that I had. And Basically, what they were looking for was a mutation in the cells, and mutation often sounds bad to people, but this is a good thing in this case because there are targeted oral chemo drugs that um, are designed to latch onto that mutation and just kill the cancer cells and not do as much harm to the rest of the body. And they can be very effective. They're not a cure. They long, can elongate life if they work. And the first biopsy um, at the first insurance company told me I did not have that mutation. All they offered me was general chemo, which wasn't very effective for what I had. Um, I think they said a third of the people had uh, no benefit. A third, it helped stabilize a little bit, and a third... It did help, but in the best case scenario, the help was to elongate life by a few months. And I chose not to do that. Mm -hmm. This is a perfect time. we are going to go into our first commercial break. Thank you so okay. much for sharing. The time flies. And um, when we return, we will continue to hear the story and go from that foundation to this foundation of love and joy and opening and fabulousness in Marlene's life. <laughs> Thank you. Stay, you stay tuned. Do you want to create change in your life based on your values? Do you want to love this experience we call life because you are living in alignment with your soul's calling? Do you want to expand your relationship with abundance and move from surviving to thriving? By tuning into Inspired Choices Radio Show, Golden Alignment with Dr. Beth Golden, you'll receive tools and inspiration you can use to do just that. You'll be amazed by your golden health, wealth, love, and magical opportunities. Listen for the Golden Alignment Radio Show every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Welcome back to the Inspired Choices Radio Show, Golden Alignment with Dr. Beth Golden. To participate in this program, please call U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. 
You may also choose to comment by email by going to www.drbethgolden.com. Now back to Golden Alignment with Dr. Beth Golden. Welcome back. I am Dr. Beth Golden of Golden Alignment. I have a program um, and it is called Tap Into Your Golden Alignment Through the Miracle of Self-Love and Gratitude. So it's a fabulous um fabulous program to ground you and realize I took all these business courses or business coaching years and years and thousands of dollars and they all have fabulous and somewhat the same information and the programs that I grew the most from had to do with self-mastery so I help people really take a look at what their core desired feelings are what their core desired values are who they want to attract into their life and what they're attracting into their life at the present time and remembering how absolutely miraculous each and every one of us are. So, Miss Marlene, are you with me? I am. All righty. Well, let's continue um, with your story about the marker, the mutation and how that kind of created a new lease on life for you. Yes. So, anyway, when I um, went to get the consultation from the lung cancer doctor who had uh, this expertise, he just looked at me and said, you know, I think you do have a mutation. He said, even though that came out false last time, and so he suggested that I get another biopsy. And um, and the first one uh, didn't take a lot of tissue, apparently, and did not take it from the main tumor site. So lo and behold, he was correct. And I kind of knew in my bones that that was, that that was the case. I also knew that the medication would, that my body would be able to handle it and that the medication would bring me back enough to do deeper layers of healing. And um, the first day I took the medication, it was Christmas Eve. It happened to be the first day of Hanukkah that year. They converged. And I, so it felt a little auspicious to begin with. I took my pill in the morning And I did a little prayer over it. I can see the back range, the Rocky Mountains, from my back window. And I just evoked that energy and was about to take my pill and noticed that I was hearing all the sound. I looked outside, and on December 24th, in Colorado, my yard was filled with birds. Filled. Oh, that's going to be chills. With (laughs) birds. Robins, doves, like, and they were all singing and fluttering everywhere, and it astounded me. And um, for lack of a better way of saying it, it felt like a blessing, just I was receiving a blessing. And the um, the medicine did indeed help me. I did indeed uh, regain a lot of life back, uh, ordinary life back, and what a joy to do simple things. Like the first day I walked outside, 
I had been tethered to an oxygen tank. So I walked outside and picked up the newspaper and felt the air on my face. I could start to take a walk again with my husband and my dog. I mean, just simple, simple things. And when you feel as though you have lost and let go of everything, these simple things become so utterly magnificent. Except the truth is, they're always, always utterly magnificent. And so, um, it's, you know, it's just one of those examples of what is possible. Now, it was Western medicine that really brought me back, but this particular medication doesn't, uh, last forever. It can work for people for a few months to several years. The average is about two, two and a half years. There's indication now that the medicine isn't working quite as well. And I know that I'm being guided, basically, to continue to see how do I come back into alignment with life um, well, a way to in continue our, living. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But also and in as our a way to as a way to die, I say it as well. So it's both. Yes, mm-hmm. it's that's interesting. It's amazing and brilliant and wonderful to witness as a friend and soul sister. It's also challenging, you know, to think of you leaving because I don't want that. But there are many gifts, and one of the gifts that you were talking about is, uh, we were sharing before the show, is given how I feel now, what would be the next thing? What would be the next thing to make me feel good? And if you've read any of the Abraham Hicks books, there's a list at the end of all of our emotions. And it's difficult to go from shame to courage or shame to willingness. That's also on the Dr. David Hawkins scale of emotions, emotional vibrations. So give me, let's just talk about that. Given how I feel now, was that ever a thought process? Because you have to kind of dance with how much energy you have. By the way, Marlene's treating patients and driving and doing workshops. So <laughs> she's doing very now. well. I am It's miraculous. <laughs> yeah, contributing to our community and the world in a wonderful way. So that's the really cool part. So, you know, let's talk about some of those things, too, and the balance of that. So, um, yes, we had talked about that as a tool because one of the things that has been an amazing discovery for me, I guess I knew this, but it was more intellectual knowing rather than thorough through and through knowing, mm-hmm. is that the ultimate truth, or you could say God or source or however you want to call it, emptiness, if you're a Buddhist, is this vast, vast field of delicious, non-discriminating, unconditional love. And the question is, then, how do we know that while we are embodied? And um, 
part of the message I got when I was so sick and tuned into my soul. It was a bit of my soul that was like, oh, okay, I can rest. You know, the dying process, I could rest and just go home. But there was this other little voice in there that said, not yet. You're not done. You're to learn how to be the expanse of everything while you are in the limitations of this body and this physical world. And I feel like this simple question that we talked about, you know, given how I feel now, so that we are not denying what's happening, if we feel crummy physically, if we're upset, if we're filled with shame, if we're anything, if we're joyful, it doesn't matter. Given how I feel now, we can embrace what would feel good. And it could be the simplest, simplest thing, making a cup of tea, going Mm -hmm. outside in the sunshine. And if we allow ourselves that, even if it's during the course of our work day, anything, if we allow ourselves that, we start to align with joy. We start to be led by joy. And we, um, instead of what we're trying to avoid, which most of us are motivated by that, but if we are led by joy instead, it begins to open us up to this realm of unconditional love. It's like a cloudy sky where all of a sudden the clouds part a little bit and a sun ray comes through and it just looks extraordinary if we're really watching. So that's one way that we can, you know, we can actually stay in alignment. And I did that often, particularly when I was feeling terrible and I had to really evaluate and I had to be, it's an odd word to use, almost ruthless about evaluating what I was going to pay attention to or not, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting, too, because I went to a gathering last night and they were saying, well, what are the things that you're holding you back? And something was brought to my awareness that I was saying, I need to do this. I need to write. I need to, I'm done up. My computer blew up, and I need to re- needed to rebuild all my numbers. So it was coming from this like driven. I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. Mm-hmm. And how about we we get so stuck in this earthly realm of achieving and doing and putting in order? What if we thought each moment, as you had said, I'm choosing from love to bloom from a better joy. Okay, if today I am choosing from love to bloom from a bed of joy, what would bring me joy today? Or what would be that next step? And like sometimes, like you were saying, I like coffee, so it might be a cup of coffee with a friend. Or it might be a joy to finish the task. But it comes from a completely different energy, and it's less of a taskmaster as opposed to really opening into an expansive place and saying, hey, it's a joy I can do this. It's a joy I have the mind that I can figure these things out. Or let me look at this as a puzzle instead of an arduous task. Or when I'm fighting with my insurance agency, let me think of a different solution instead of staying focused in the narrow fight of, medical insurance or whatever we're focusing on. Um, So I think that is amazing. Now, let's kind of look at this thing of, oh, 
actually, this is a perfect time for our second break. And then when we come back, let's talk about that infinite sea of love. Because in my humanness, I want to know how to do it, and I know it's a state of being instead of doing. So if we could look at that, I would really appreciate it and get more of Marlene's wisdom. Absolutely. Thank you. Great. We will talk about that on the other side of this second commercial break. Do you want to create change in your life based on your values? Do you want to love this experience we call life because you are living in alignment with your soul's calling? Do you want to expand your relationship with abundance and move from surviving to thriving? By tuning into Inspired Choices Radio Show, Golden Alignment with Dr. Beth Golden, you'll receive tools and inspiration you can use to do just that. You'll be amazed by your golden health, wealth, love, and magical opportunities. Listen for the Golden Alignment Radio Show every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Welcome back to the Inspired Choices Radio Show, Golden Alignment, with Dr. Beth Golden. To participate in this program, please call U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You may also choose to comment by email by going to www.drbethgolden.com. Now back to Golden Alignment with Dr. Beth Golden. Welcome back to Golden Alignment. I am Dr. Beth Golden, and I have a program entitled Tapping Into Your Golden Alignment with a Foundation of Self-Love and Gratitude. And every time I have gone through a particular program, I have been in practice for 11 years, that has been founded on self-mastery. That is where I've had the largest business growth. So that's what I focus on in my program. Um, we are talking to Marlene Zelesnik today, and she's sharing her amazing stories and epiphanies from getting a diagnosis of stage 4 lung cancer. And she is now about a year and a half out from that diagnosis and doing very well. So let's talk about this infinite sea of love and how we tap into that. And and I also want to talk to you about the the messages like, Marlene, you need to write. <laughs> Marlene, you need to do artwork. <laughs> so maybe Marlene will come and visit us when we're having this segment here. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Thank you, Beth. <laughs> so what Beth's referring to is um, I am of Jewish heritage, and I am from the East Coast, and I'm a total East Coast Jew through and through. And... Uh, and I, I kind of go into my bubby, which is Yiddish for grandmother, Jewish grandmother routine, where we don't pronounce our R's. My name is Maline. So, <laughs> so it'll be Maline. Oi, there, you got it. You got cancer. Hey, good on. What are you going to do? So, <laughs> anyway, um, you know, it's like, oh, we have some slurs here. And I'm um, using Yiddish words. But anyway, it's... Um, and and we we tend to joke a lot about about that. And uh, when I was actually at my <clears throat> excuse me, a little frog in my throat. 
when I was actually at my sickest, almost, um, a dear friend of mine gave me a little doll that you pushed, and it was a Bubby doll, and uh, a Jewish <laughs> grandmother doll, and you could push it, you could ask her a question, you push her hand, and she she would she would say things like, I oh, go plot instead. So, <laughs> so it's been a running joke among my friends um, for a long time. But the other question, or sort of the deepest question, um, which I don't think I'll have Bobby answer, is okay. about connecting to this vast field of love. And you're right; it's 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 inevitable. It's not something that we can grasp either physically or intellectually, and it's not something to attain, you know? Like we think of things as destinations. We have a linear plan to get there, and by gosh, we're going to do it. And um, I would say the most important thing or the most helpful thing is to, first of all, just know even if you don't fully believe it, even if you've never contacted anything at all remotely like this, just know that this field of love is self-existing and is always here. And to just have the openness, even if you feel skeptical, you could say, huh, what if that is true? What if... Um, Amidst, in the midst of all of this suffering and striving and worrying and trying, because as uh, humans, we try a lot, that what if for a moment I could just exhale and open to a possibility that there is something I do not see? That would be the first thing. And then I'd say the most important things are really listening. It takes a kind of surrender, which we are often reluctant to do in our culture because it's very vulnerable. And an allowing and a receiving. So some people may contact through meditation, through different, you know, different techniques. But um, I would say one of the most important things which we were just discussing, is allowing joy and following joy. And a very, very simple way to do that is to, throughout the day, start the habit of asking yourself, given how I feel right now, what would feel good? And notice, Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that uh, I heard, so to speak, soon after I was diagnosed, was that I, I saw a book, and it was called Dancing with Death, which I am now currently writing. And I knew I was supposed to write. I mean, I was like being nudged by the universe to write this way. And I got myself a journal, and I thought, well, you know, in the mornings I'll have that habit and just start just writing and chronicling how I feel. Well... I didn't. I, you know, every three months I like write something in there. And <laughs> over the course of a year or so, people 
people in the middle of ordinary conversations would just cock their head and look at me with an odd look on their face and just out of the blue say, you are writing, aren't you? And then I go, well, I feel like I'm supposed to be, but I'm not. And and so finally, um, after this past January, I had some um, uh, standard testing that we do periodically, and it looked as though there was cancer growing again inside of me. Um, not the news I wanted to hear, but it was what was. And soon after that, um, a friend, a mentor, and really a showman um, in my life showed up to have tea and said, you need to write. I'm going to help you write. And, um, and she is. And as soon as I started writing, I felt so much better because I was being nudged. It wasn't just some idea I manufactured. Oh, this is what I can do. You know, I want to build this or that or get to this place with work or anything like like that. And then you you build a strategy, right? It wasn't like that. It's it, these are like the whispers from the divine, and they come through our intuition all the time. And when we do not listen, we are actually saying no to the circuitry of life. So when I yes. started writing, it was like plugging the cord back in to the electrical circuit of life. And I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if my body will fully heal or not, but it's totally possible. And I do know that it brings me joy that there's some expression that is coming from cycle and wants to happen, and that if I say no to that, if I shut that down in the name of having to do other things instead that seem more important in this grown-up world, mm-hmm. I am also saying no to life. And um, at this point, you know, I don't have a lot of room, wiggle room, to go way off path. I'm being sort of honed, I would say, to listen more deeply. And we all have that capability. So just get in the habit of asking yourself and give yourself what it is that lifts you. Well, it's interesting. I have angel cards and I have these little cards that just have words on them of encouragement, etc. So yesterday I pulled the three little they're like little teeny things, and one's release. The second one was clarity. Third was joy. And then I have these Dorian mm-hmm. Virtue cards, and I shuffle them. I put them back in. I keep getting listen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, listening requires being a little more still, and I tend to be a type A. I have a very busy mind. I, you know, I think I should be doing, doing, doing. And so now that it's like the greatest inspiration has come when I have been still, you know, and we live in an abundance of money, fun, friends, food, you know, miracles and opportunities. And when you say I open myself to the abundance of miracles and opportunities in my life, I've had some interesting phone calls today that have presented things that I could pursue. So, 
I love the intuition part, and it's encouraging me to be still and connect in whatever way that is. So I was a worship leader for many years. That could be a way. I love to write. That can be a way. And then art as well. And Marlene also is an artist, and before she allowed herself to write again, (laughs) she was creating some beautiful artwork. So um, you said that you had a poem or two that you had ready and that you would like to share with us. Would you be open to doing that? Yes. I totally would be open. And, um, you know, one thing I'll mention since you brought up the artwork so clearly there's a little place for me to do some work here because I thought when you called me an artist, I cringed a little bit. <laughs> I'm not really an artist. But no, I will I will I will clean that. Thank you. <laughs> and when I am painting, it's interesting because it's non conceptual. I just there's this um Yelliness to the texture of the paint that I'm using, and I just get attracted by color, or I might occasionally, it's like a vision guiding me. But um, I'll just start painting, and it's with a palette brush, it's very, uh, a palette knife, it's very abstract. At a certain point, I stand back. All of a sudden, I stop, I stand back. And then the judging mind comes in, right? <laughs> The judging mind will come in, and the judging mind will go, you know, oh, I like this, I don't like that. But oftentimes what I'll do is I'll find there'll be like a a tiny part of the painting that something, you know, things just happen. They couldn't reproduce if I tried. And they go, oh, I really like that. So when I go back to the painting, I'm protecting the thing that I liked. It stops the entirety of flow. And what I have to ask myself, um, a dear friend of mine gave me this tip, and, and I think it applies to life, is if I wasn't afraid of ruining it, what would I do? Because really at that moment I start painting out of fear because I'm protecting a part of it. And just like you were talking about the supposed twos and the drivens, those all have an underlayment of fear motivating us. So really, we can get into, you know, we can also ask ourselves the question, if I were being loving, you know, right now, what would I do? And um, and that's kind of another, another way of going about it. <laughs> you know what I, I'm, I'm thinking like, about? Loving to myself? <laughs> Yeah, or am I am I being hard on myself? Because that's where I go. I'm the taskmaster, and I'm so used to it. it; doesn't really feel that way. But if I would stop and say, "Am I being hard on myself? Hmm. Am I?" You know, you have to look at those things in order for the light to shine and kind of have them dissolve. You can't shove them down or push them aside. So it's really important to. If you're angry, hey, anger, I surrender to you. And then it goes, okay, I don't have to have as much energy because you just surrendered to me. Um, We are going to go into our third commercial break. And on the other side, we will have Marlene share some of her beautiful poetry and continued discussion and wisdom. So thank you for being with us, and we will be right back. Do you want to create change in your life based on your values? 
Do you want to love this experience we call life because you are living in alignment with your soul's calling? Do you want to expand your relationship with abundance and move from surviving to thriving? By tuning into Inspired Choices Radio Show, Golden Alignment with Dr. Beth Golden, you'll receive tools and inspiration you can use to do just that. You'll be amazed by your golden health, wealth, love, and magical opportunities. Listen for the Golden Alignment Radio Show every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Welcome back to the Inspired Choices Radio Show, Golden Alignment, with Dr. Beth Golden. To participate in this program, please call U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You may also choose to comment by email by going to www.drbethgolden.com. Now back to Golden Alignment with Dr. Beth Golden. Welcome back from our third commercial break. I am Dr. Beth Golden of Golden Alignment, and my guest today is Marlene Zelesnik, and we have been having a conversation of kind of going from a very frightening diagnosis of stage 4 lung cancer with metastasis in 2016 to tapping into the infinite source of love, being mindful of energy, of saying, given how I feel now, what would be the next step? What would make me feel better? And also choosing from a place of love, asking, do I love myself? If I were filled with love, what would I choose in this moment? So I thank you for being here, Marlene, again. And Let's share some of your beautiful poetry. If you have any intros to that, that's wonderful. Well, I would just say that um, one of the things I have been working with so intimately um, in this dance with death is our cultural relationship with death, my personal relationship with death, and discovering that without death, and how much I had actually pushed it away, even though I thought I used to contemplate it, that we totally need to embrace death to be fully alive. So that's what I would, um, that's what I would say. And then, um, I will read a poem or two. Okay. So and before you begin, I know we're, we have a little delay here. One of the things that you also wrote, which is very touching and, and deep, is that, you know, death is our biggest fear, but what if it was really our ally? And how beautiful yes. it is as a, a wake-up. So I'm sorry I interrupted you, but that just came in and I needed to share it in that moment. Yes. So... um So here's one based on something that we had uh, said before, and it's called Hiding from the Face of God. A thin veneer refined to such perfection, your knowing yearns to see the face of God bound in the paper-thin strip of fear separating you from love. 
it. And um, then I um, am going to read this came to me somehow this is this is my process now i i don't see the entirety of the path i don't see exactly where i'm going and i'm being taught to surrender and trust through this process of navigating this balance and this continuum of life and death so oftentimes a a a phrase or something will come to me and and i'll just go with it, but I don't always know where it's going. So this is how this next (laughs) poem was written. And that's how I paint and that's how I live now. And um and it is very joyful to be that way. Um so this one is called the River of Transparency. It's a little bit longer. The river of transparency ripples through our veins, even if we are asleep. She laughs at light bursts exploding in dark skies while we worry about how we look, about whether we are noticed, about whether we belong. The human family stands at the precipice yet turns its back to death's warm breath as she sings us a lullaby. One moment of an honest meeting with her can animate the beauty of all that is, dissolving the denial that keeps us racing against reality, that keeps us tethered to illusory pain. Dare we stop and share a simple sip of life-giving water with her? When the spring flower withers back to earth's bed, are we surprised by her cycle? Hold your fear tenderly, for the river of transparency carries the blood of life. Death is her consort that shows us how to dance fearlessly in the night. That is so beautiful. Thank you so much. Isn't it? Thank you. Yeah, this is this is a coming through Marlene, obviously, her spirit. She has written a lot in the past. We were sharing a room at a conference at one time and she would do her morning journal, which, you know, it's just free flow right when you get up. Marlene, we have about three and a half minutes before the end of the show. Is there anything else that you would like to impart with us at this time? Uh, Well... Here is a quote that I will offer, and it says, it's by Osho, who was a spiritual teacher, and it says, the people who go on asking about God never find God, and the person who asks about death is bound to find God, because it is death that transforms you, changes your vision. So my Parting comments would be, don't be so afraid. And if you are, just embrace it the way a mother would hold a child who is afraid. 
and give, give yourself that much love because that opens the portal to experiencing universal love. And if we could loosen the grip of fear, because so many of our decisions come from fear, fear of missing out, fear of not being enough, you are already enough. You are a beautiful, beautiful being that is a carrier of light. And whether you feel joyful and happy or whether you feel lost and scared and alone, we are all part of the same amniotic sea of love, and that is here for you, too. Wow. Thank you. Get me all choked up here. Thank you. Thank you so oh, much for uh-huh. giving this opportunity and being able to chat this way. I, I appreciate know. it a lot. And I appreciate well, all I... of the beauty and work that you do because you are an amazing human being offering amazing things on this planet, which is needed now. Well, thank you. And as we've shared, we're all being called to those things now and to stretch a little bit more than we have been willing to do before. And one of the things that um, Marlene and I had discussed was being a co-creative dance. Like, let's have this be joyful. A co-creative dance instead of a burden to bear. So going back to love, and not having it a word at the top of our head, but having it sink into our very being. And that is the essence of our soul. We are spirits mm-hmm. having a physical existence, and we've been giving these bodies to experience these wonderful things. Thank you so much for joining Marlene and I on Golden Alignment, and I certainly hope that you have gleaned something from her beautiful wisdom and her beautiful spirit and we will be back next week wednesday 12 p.m mountain standard time take care god bless thank you for choosing to listen to golden alignment dr beth golden will return next wednesday at 2 p.m eastern standard time 1 p.m central 12 p.m mountain and 11 a.m pacific on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com we hope you'll join us Until then, enjoy playing in that golden space where health, wealth, love, and magical opportunities appear in golden.